<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fan-sided live. This is on the mark for the first time ever in video form and the podcast. Jake Valerius. How's it going? How are you, sir? I'm very good. Co-host, sidecar superstar, somebody that I like to learn from every single week. I appreciate that. Keep the compliments coming. We apologize for those faithful listeners on the podcast. We missed a couple weeks. Why did we miss them? Because you were out of town. I was out of town. You were also out of town. You went to Mexico. But if, so. Right, but if you hadn't left, I wouldn't have gone. If you were here, I would have stayed just to be with you. That is false, and you're a liar. True, but they didn't need to know that. Anyway, you were the one that left first. It is on you. But we're back every Wednesday at noon. It comes out uh, in, in listening iTunes podcast form, and now we're here for you on a Tuesday just live and in person. We're going to talk to, we're going to start today with Nick Saban, Alabama. Every TV show I'm watching right now is Nick Saban, the greatest football coach of all time. I actually really don't care about that at all. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, whatever. Bear Bryant, Nick Saban. I got a whole list here. Do you know, you know, I got a Newt Rockney for you, Jake Valerius. Three titles from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the 20s. Newt Rockney. Is he better than Nick Saban? You don't know the answer and neither does anyone else, right? Yes, that's fair. Right. Barry Switzer, Tom Osborne. What about a Pop Warner? You, Pop Warner, Pop Warner football. Is he better than Nick Are Saban? we talking about exclusively college coaches here? Yes. Or are. are people trying to make well, that NFL stretch? And, so, and that's where I'd like to get to because that's what I think, right? You're Nick Saban. You're the great Nick Saban. You're 66 years old. You've won six championships on the college level, one with LSU, five with the Tide, five in nine years. You have one blemish on your resume, bro. Six and ten with the Miami Dolphins, 2006. Dante Culpepper killed you. Don't you go back to the NFL if you're him for one more spin, win a Super Bowl, ride off into the sunset? Well, I think if he's not, it's because he's not going to win a Super Bowl. Like, I hate it when people are like, oh, yeah, the such and such college coach is the greatest coach of all time. He's so great, blah, blah, blah. It's like... You didn't even make it to the peak of your profession. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to criticize Nick Saban. He's incredibly good at what he does, and he's in the conversation for greatest college coach of all time. But college football is not as good as the NFL. The players are worse. The stakes are lower. The lights are less bright. Like, if you want to be considered an all-time great football coach, you have to coach in the NFL. It's the highest level of the game. What else? This I felt about this way when – 
What was it? So uh, are you saying the same thing for Coach K? Or? Absolutely. Uh, he was what? Was he the Olympic team coach? Or was sure, that? yes, yes, of and course. And Tom Thibodeau was his assistant? Yeah. Explain to me how that works. Well, a because, proven NBA coach is the assistant to the guy who's won a bunch of college championships. Yes, because in he's, a powerhouse program that well, can get whatever recruit they want without even trying. Well, because he's Coach K and he's chosen that this is his passion and he's going to coach the 18. I agree with you, man. I I, I don't. I, I think you're. I, I'm a little bit shocked that you're going like hotter take than me right now. You're, you're. I I mean, I really don't like it. Like in what other field? Like in anything? In any field of life from academia to journalism to whatever like what field exists where you can get to be, like you can do what you do below the highest level and be considered a great I, it's an interesting it's only a, college athletics do I we guess, value but, that thing yeah, but, but okay but you know how we value things mostly is is by dollars and the dude's making 11 million dollars to coach in college football i'm not saying he it's a bad job <laughs> i mean college football is like it's a it's a crime what he's doing how much he's getting paid like it literally is a crime they are abusing labor but I, that's a separate discussion it but is like i mean yeah if he wants to prove himself as a coach he can go to the nfl so so we're on board here that for Nick Saban to be quote unquote the greatest coach of all time, he's got to go do it on the highest stage. You got to go win the Super Bowl, bro. That's that's what's next. You're, yeah, you're you're the greatest college coach of all yeah. time. Yeah, that is a big asterisk. But why I don't believe you that. Step into an NFL. Step. Go take on Bill Belichick. Stare Pete Carroll down. All that. I would love to see that. Okay, and I listen. If if he said right now, "Yo, New York Giants, I'm available." Or anybody else in the NFL, for that matter. I mean, Oakland's gone. The Bears are gone. The Bears might even fire Matt Nagy, who they just hired, to, to hire Nick Saban. No, they wouldn't do that. I get it. But you know what I'm saying. Would yeah. I mean, he be the number one guy on the list? Would he not? I think so, yeah. yeah. And with good reason. Like, it would, I want to see that. That is a thing that I would care about. It's like, okay, here's this guy who's done everything at the college level. I mean, what else... Does you'd he have be, to prove to Alabama? You'd be rooting against him all day. Don't lie. You you definitely would be rooting I against him. I would, but it would be interesting, though. It would be like a cool experiment. I'd be rooting against him, too. I'd, how can you not? I mean, NFL coaches are pretty bad. Like, they're a pretty slimy species of people. But college coaches are even worse. Hey, I, I, you know, Urban Meyer, three titles. How about Jimbo Fisher if we're talking about slimy? I love Florida State. No, no, no. I'm going Great name, to, though. It is a good, solid name. I'm just looking at active coaches that have titles. All right, we're on board. Nick Saban, go to the NFL. Prove you, yourself. Prove yourself. You're no 6-10 Miami Dolphin. So uh, let, let's talk Bill Belichick for a second here. Is Bill Belichick lying? About like, what? Well, here's his quote, you know, as far as the ESPN report and whether there's dissension with him and Tom Brady and, and Bob Krepp. Great, great. 18 years with Tom, 19 with Robert. has been great, Bill said. Appreciate everything Robert's done for me, the opportunity he's given me, the support. I've been pretty lucky to have Tom as the quarterback for 18 years, played for 17 years. Don't forget that Matt Castle year when they won 11-5. He's a great player, coach. He's a great player to coach, and he's done a lot for this team. And he's been a huge help for me personally. I have a great relationship with Robert and Tom. And I would throw in there, since it was part of the article, I felt a good pro professional relationship with Alex Guerrero, too, the weirdo trainer that Brady is doing TB12 with. By the way, I love Alex, too. That's my favorite description of Tom Brady that anyone has ever said. He's done a lot for the team. Yeah, Tom. That's amazing. I love it. So, uh, you know, there's like rumors out there that he's getting up with the Giants or whatever. Bill Belichick, I do not believe you. 
But like, like, what was he meant to say? The truth? I hate all of these crazy people and this man is in right, a cult? Right. Like, what's that going to achieve? Right. He's got to say exactly what he said. Exactly. And like, that's like the patriot way, you know, suppress all of your pent up emotions for 20 years and um, then just let it all burn down to the ground. So are we going to see the end here? Because I'm ready for the end. I'm, yeah, I mean, it would be more actually, fun if the end arrived. Actually, it would be less fun if the end arrived. You, you, want, you want the villain out there, man. You need, you need, yeah, but the villain's you not as compelling when they always win. Yeah, I disagree. It makes it interesting. You somebody, what, when you know who's going to win? Well, you have, you, you've got Darth Vader out there, and you try to take him out every year. And, and then they did take Darth Vader out, though. Well, not really. I mean, there's <laughs> not still, really. There. <laughs> Do we need to watch Star Wars? Is that what's going on here? Oh, we're doing actual Star Wars. No, of course. They, right. I'm talking in the NFL. They haven't taken out Darth Vader. 28 to 3, Atlanta had Darth Vader. I have dead. lost track of this metaphor, but what I'm saying Darth is. Darth Vader is the Patriots and they're still alive. How is that? That's, that is not a hard foul. You yeah, no, but they're winning. Like, I just. I don't think the like it is as compelling when they're so consistently this good. It's like it's similar with the Warriors in the NBA. Like a, a villain who's like really evil and good but beatable that has flaws, I like. And so this sort of like fractured Patriots with all this drama surrounding them, like it, that's compelling. That's it, interesting. It was twenty-eight to three. They were done. Everybody was. So I was rooting for them in that game. Why? Because. I generally, you know, I don't care about the Falcons. And when there are opportunities for teams to achieve greatness, oh, I usually go for it. Oh. But this article and this weird cult man, Mr. Guerrero, now no, no dice. Are you telling me that you flipped on the Patriots because of Alex Guerrero, the trainer? Yeah. That's and Well, no, and like Tom Brady's general demeanor and what his relationship with Guerrero tells us about his personality, which is that he's a lunatic. S so now you think that Brady thinks he's better than everybody else and he's solved life and you and you have a problem with that? It's not the better than everybody else. It's the solved life and the pseudoscience and just the general weird culty vibes. Like Tom Brady's like prime. Like, is he going to be a Scientologist now? Like, is that the next step on the TB12 path? I, are you saying that you have? If not I pay him ten thousand dollars, can I join like an alien species and live forever? Well, maybe. I mean, you, first step is to pay him two hundred bucks a month for uh, his TB12, so you can eat a plant-based food. If I drink enough water, can I not get sunburned ever right. again? Yes, that's what. Does you Does he know how dumb he sounds? <laughs> like, what's wrong with this well, guy? Well, hold on a second. I think water hydration is a very key element to life. Yeah. So is stretching, and Tom Brady has figured that out along <laughs> with eating some plants. I'm a big advocate of stretching. But I do not believe that no matter how much water I can drink, I will still get sunburned. Played a great round, a played great match of tennis last night. Woke up, the hip was not feeling good today. Just want to get that out there. It's because I didn't stretch, buddy. I was not doing the TB12. Did you drink enough water? I didn't drink enough water, Did probably. Did you either. eat enough herb uh, extract? Yeah, and then after the, uh, you know, all I had after the match was a chocolate chip cookie. If I had done, if I had paid two hundred bucks and I gone, think if anybody had the budget that Tom Brady has to spend money on health and fitness they would be in pretty good shape. Uh, there's a lot of rich people out there that are not exactly doing what Tom Brady's doing. They're just getting fat and enjoying their money, which is yeah, a nice... Yeah, exactly, because they're not spending it on health and fitness. R okay. They're spending it on unhealth and non-fitness. Which is... Uh, so they should get the TB12, bro. Go no, Tom they Brady. shouldn't. They should just not be weirdos. <laughs> okay. Let, let's talk Matt Nagy to the Bears real fast. I, I just want to celebrate a story that... Uh, I personally find inspiring. Dude's 39 years old, Matt Nagy. Just be, he's the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. People, I'm sure everybody knows this, but just to recap, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, 
Andy Reid coaching tree, which is the greatest coaching tree ever. Doug Peterson rolling with Philly. I love that phrase. Can I just interrupt coaching tree? Wouldn't Do you, you like... not just all picture them hanging from a tree? Right, and that was another branch just sprouting, and there's Matt Nagy. Boom, Nagy. A branch-shaped man? Right. Okay, so the Bears, <laughs> yes, it's a branch-shaped man. It's the, it's the coaching tree. Matt Nagy, the point here, Jake, is that he had four kids. He was working in real estate. He had a he was making a decent salary coming out of the Arena Football League. And then he he decided even with the fear of supporting his children to follow his dream, do what he wanted to do in life, which was to be in the NFL, to be a coach. He obviously wanted to play as a quarterback originally, put up big numbers at Delaware, but this guy took one third of the salary as he was working in the real estate again to make the move and now the progression, low-level low level coach not making anything, on his way, up the food chain, offensive coordinator, now head coach. It is something for all of us to be inspired by. I love the move by Matt Nagy. This is going to be so heartwarming until they go 4-12 and 12 next season and he gets fired. Not, well, but not, for now, great. Good for him. I think he's going to be successful, man. He could be. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I mean, but the, it is a fun story, but that team is bad. 39 years old Bears need to draft a receiver, trade for a receiver, sign a receiver, build out the offensive line. You're on the clock, Ryan Pace. Uh, easy, uh, easy, easy fix. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a little, little bit of work to do there. Let's go uh, NFL playoff weekend, the division round, uh, boring game, pa Patriots and Titans. Uh, also, I'm guessing Jaguars and, and, and Pittsburgh is going to be less than thrilling. The NFC is going to be awesome. Yes, sir. Atlanta on the road to Philly. Can Nick Foles, can you do it? I mean, I, I wonder. And then I think the best game of the weekend is the Saints and the Vikings, which uh, I I mean. Case. Case Keenum. Yeah. Can, can Case Keenum do it? And what Drew Brees pulled off against the Panthers when everything was falling apart, and here comes old man Brees, 39 years old, still doing it, nearly throwing for 400 yards, bailing the Saints running attack and, and their D out as Cam had a huge game. New Orleans. The Saints to the Super Bowl, I'm picking them. No. No. Vikings at home. Mm. Superior regular season. Why change now? I just, okay. When the when the lights get bright, you know who had a great regular season? The LA Rams had a great regular season. Oh, Jared Goff's got it all figured out. Come playoff time, veteran team. Here comes Atlanta. Same thing's going to happen with New Orleans. Drew Brees, Super Bowl champion. Watch out. I mean, Brees is scary. Brees is scary. But the Vikings team is not dependent i mean case keenum can't suck but the strength of that team is the defense no doubt no doubt i minnesota's defense is a reason to feel confident I know, that's true and they're at home maybe you think that jacksonville's defense can uh hang in there with pittsburgh i don't want to talk about steeler i don't want to talk about jacksonville why, why are you upset on jacksonville i'm not upset i just they're Do not interested doesn't do anything on. for you I don't right. have time for them. Well, all right. I'm just telling everybody, this, watch out for the Saints. I'm, I'm picking them to be in Minnesota again this year. That's not like a – like a. I think you're sort of no, suggesting of it's like a dark horse pick. Like well, a lot of a, people are in on the Saints th here. Okay, that's true. I'm jumping on a little bit of a bandwagon. But to go – to win a wild card game, to go on the road for the divisional round, and then to go on the road if the Eagles come through – uh, for the NFC Championship. Who plays at home if the Eagles lose and the Saints If the win? Eagles lose, then uh, it's it's a home game for, for New Orleans. Well, that's nice. That would be nice. I think them. the Eagles might lose. I, I worry for them everyone's picking wins. Everyone's picking Atlanta. I, I actually think Philly pulls that off, but we'll, we'll see. All right, I want to do NBA. Okay. Le LeBron James. Heard of him, yep. 
LeBron James is a liar. LeBron James lied to his fans. He lied to his <laughs> non-fans. L- last night, the Cleveland Cavaliers have their worst loss of the season, get smoked, and LeBron goes, hang on a second here. Let me pull up the score of this debacle for Cleveland getting smoked by Minnesota and Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau and company. For whatever reason, uh, Tibbs has always had – or he's at least in the regular season, he's always been very competitive with LeBron. Final score last night was LeBron and Cleveland 99, the Timberwolves 127, a 28-point loss. And LeBron was in the box score, when you when you look at the stats, first of all, he had 10 points. That would have been so sweet if he had been under 10 and not had double figures to break that streak. But he had 10. But he was minus 39. That's the worst he's ever played in the plus-minus category in his career, minus 39. He was asked after the game about his minus 39. LeBron James, I don't care about no damn plus-minus. I've won a game and had bad plus-minus before, so what does that matter? I don't give a damn about no plus-minus. He doesn't now, give a damn. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me submit this to the jury, judge and jury. You can be both. Monday, December 4th, Chicago. Cleveland in town. They beat the Bulls 113-91. Dwayne Wade played 26 minutes, scored 24 points. He was plus 20 in the game. Mark Carmen, yours truly, on the Marcos, fan-sided, was covering the game in the locker room. They handed the stat sheet to LeBron James. He's screaming across the locker room at Dwayne Wade. Ud Wade, look at that plus minus twenty plus twenty twenty six minutes. D Wade, look at that plus minus. Great leader, right? Teammate, what a guy. Yeah. So don't you can't yell one day in the locker room plus minus D Wade. Yeah, you literally can. Why? That is all. That's that, an off the record locker room discussion. Well, so this is an on the record lie. Yeah. Flat out lie. So just acknowledge the lie. Well, I mean, what, like, what, what, what's he supposed to say? Like, I don't understand your point. Do you think, like, every player always tells you the truth about everything? My, o- my only point is that LeBron lied. That's the, that is the only point. Can you, will you, so you, so you. Yeah, he, I, I assume, well, I, no, I don't think that's strictly speaking true. It doesn't have to be true. Like, he can be annoyed that he played bad without caring specifically about the plus minus. Like, that, that performance last night, they left a ton of points on the table, missed a lot of good shots. Timberwolves played very well. Tyus Jones is a state hero, by the way. We'll just put that out there, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, he can be annoyed with his with his performance overall without dwelling on the plus-minus. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, plus-minus is a skewed statistic when it's not adjusted in the relevant ways and so on and so forth. Let me, let me tell you something. LeBron James cares about everything. He cares about how many points he scored. That's true. He cares but about like, what, so like, why just own it? Just own it. Why can't people own things? I mean, did he say he played well? Did he say it was good enough? No, but did he, no, did he you, you, compliment what, what, what his he, performance? What he said was, I don't care about plus minus. Just don't lie. It's like it's like the same thing. Stop flopping. Stop lying. Just, oh, just call- you're just like backdooring that one in there? Yes. The f- those, those two things are not comparable. Of course they are. He's trying to he, – he's flopping because he's, he, it's all, he's bending the rules. He's bending what he says. What Nothing's rule true. is he bending by telling people he doesn't do you care mean? about a plus minus? He's bending the rule of honesty. Of hon- <laughs> that, that, there's a- this is outrageous. You are, you are so deep just clutching at straws for anything to What's dislike straw? about LeBron James that you're blown I- out of proportion – uh, hold on a, a hold. January loss away to the Timberwolves, who are a good team, by the way, in just a crappy performance 
because he had a negative plus minus. Like, how desperate can you be? The, the, this is not about desperation. It is, this, though. This, this is about, Look at you. He's bending the rules. It's like flopping. Stop. Like, where are you getting stop. this? Like, what, do you stay up all night and just think away you can criticize I, I LeBron James? I didn't stay up all this night. This is stunning. I didn't, I didn't stay up all night. I watched the national championship last night. I came in this morning. I looked at the NBA. I read the box score, I, I, and, I, and I saw that LeBron was minus 39, and then I saw that he lied about his plus minus, and I'm just looking for some honesty in my life. Should we— uh, Okay. That's all. Here, you know, like, like LeVar Ball. Let's move on to LeVar Ball. Okay, we, we can agree on him at least. Uh, well, we don't have to. Okay, that's fine. He sucks at life and his business blows. I think this is the greatest story of the week. The big baller brand comes out, <laughs> has 41 negative reviews, 33 of which are formal complaints and zero positive ones. This is according to the Better Business Bureau. Now, today, LeVar comes out with the comment on the Better Business Bureau. I love LeVar Ball, and I hate LeVar Ball. It's a real big mix for me. I, I, the Better Business Bureau is, is as outdated as the Yellow Pages, according to <laughs> LeVar Ball. <laughs> Who cares about them? Tell them that Yelp has replaced the Better Business Bureau. We honestly thought the Better Business Bureau was out of business. The new BBB stands for Big Baller Brand. That's his response, which is a genius response. And that's a strong quote. I can't argue with any of that. The, the, better, the better Business Bureau is out of business. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think he has any idea, like, what that is? Uh, I don't know what he thinks or knows. Is he still in Lithuania? Yes. He made these comments from his spa in Lithuania. I wonder if Lithuania. they have one in Lithuania. One of the <laughs> he made the comments from a spa in Lithuania. Where he forced his kids to go. What because, world are we living in? Yes. Here's a, here's a complaint. I'm, this was from a TMZ report. I'm emailing to find out what to do about a purchase I made in the U.S. I purchased a pair of the big baller brand Zoe 2 wet autograph shoes that were advertised as limited availability, and they were removed from the website when he was drafted. I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm happy at that point. The purchase was nearly $2,000 uh, in funds that he sent to the big baller company. And has they've had his money for six months. Quote, my problem is that they're replacing the shoe I purchased with a different one. And they are no longer limited ability, limited availability since they're still on sale on their site. I've been requesting a refund, but so far have been denied uh, when the media covered this topic. At any rate, he's asked for his money back and they, he's ripped on the brand. However bad that the big baller brand business is, if you as a person are dumb enough to give LeVar Ball more than zero dollars in your entire life, you deserve every bad thing that happens to you. You so you think that's my take. So you th you can't spend two thousand dollars on the big baller brand. Right. I mean, I actually agree that you, that's just you can't do that. You're, you, that's shameful. You, you should have to carry a sign around saying that I gave Lavar Ball two thousand dollars. Like if I was the better the the better business bureau and I was still <laughs> in business, I'd call him up like, dude, what's wrong with you? You need Why to would, what, readjust your priorities. What are you doing? Giving, like, make your own shoes out of, like, paper mache. Like, I, I wouldn't pay two grand for a pair of LeBron James game-worn jerseys or game-worn shoes. You're, yeah, but you, you hate LeBron James. I do not hate LeBron James. You, I, He's I, a liar, though. Don't forget that. I'm just calling out he, well, he, he, he lied. And a flopper. And, well, is, he or, is, he, is he or is he not a flopper? We don't need to go back to this. <laughs> but he, I'm just I, – I mean, I apologize that I'm speaking truths about what LeBron James does. That's okay. So – the, the, the point of this story is that it, it just gets worse for LeVar, though, right? He calls out the Lakers. Um, 
and he calls out Luke Walden. You can see they're not playing for Luke no more. Ball said from a spa resort in Burstonis, Lithuania, where he's staying with his two youngest sons, Leangelo and Lamello. Luke doesn't have the control of the team no more. They don't want to play for him. That's a good team. Nobody wants to play for him. I can see it. No high fives when they come out of the game. People don't know why they're in the game. He's too young. He's too young. He ain't con- connecting with them anymore. You can look at every player. He's not connecting with not one player. Luke Walden, by the way, was incredible with the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers roster is flawed, and your son half the time sucks. So it's all— it, it's I think a, flawed is a very generous description okay, that? of that Lakers team. Yeah, no, I mean, the the Luke Walton, I think, is still way too soon to tell whether he's a good coach or not. Um, the Lakers have obviously been very bad— but, you know, part of that is the fact that they have a lot of bad players and they have a lot of young players. And I think, you know, LeVar Ball and his delusion kind of forgets that in general, NBA rookies are terrible. That's just sort of a general rule of rookies. It's a big adjustment. Like the NBA is much better than college. The point is, and I think we all get the point, please stop talking. Stop saying things unless you're like there's for what re he's just the guy can't get out of his own way it's it's a total disaster you got two sons in lithuania you're <laughs> you're attacking luke walton you're you can't deliver a shoe like the least you could do in life if somebody gives you two grand is mail out your sorry ass shoes and get it to the dude i mean how hard is that i mean he's a c- quite terrible i mean this is a he scores high on the terrible test epic failure across the board can't shut up. All he wants is attention. Ruining his kids' lives. Can't deliver a shoe. But all he wants is attention, and all he gets is attention. So you tell me who the real winner is here. Well, he is getting attention. That's true. Uh, and the other side note for this whole story was, you know, Rick Carlisle. Yeah, he went hard in the paint. Yeah, and, and the National Basketball Coaches, Associ- Coaches Association are really pissed at ESPN for putting out this article. And they write, yesterday's article by Jeff Goodman of ESPN.com regarding Luke Walton's was a salacious one-sided story lacking journalistic integrity. The article attacked Coach Walton on the basis of the person's substantiated, of one person's unsubstantiated opinion. The story failed to provide quotes or perspectives from any players or from Lakers management, either named or unnamed, verifying the claims made in the story. The article lacks any of the basic fundamental benchmarks and standards of reliable journalism. The article was actually perfect. The ar- he, Jeff Goodman was talking to a ridiculous person. He reported it, and no one believes anything that he says. So for Rick Carlisle and company to care that ESPN put out an article, which, by, which Jeff listed in the article, different little points – when when Lonzo Ball left the game, the Lakers were down four. Eight minutes later, when he entered again, they were still down four. Like he just there were subtle shots at what Lavar was saying, proving that what he said had no merit whatsoever. So why are you getting all upset and and creating even more attention? I, I don't get what Rick Carlisle's doing. It makes no sense. It was a me. weird it was a weird move. But I wonder whether, like, NBA has power over ESPN, which is a weird thing. So you want to doesn't and doesn't isn't good for ESPN. It's probably good for the NBA. So you want to censor ESPN? That's what you want to do? I don't. I don't think it's that so much. But like, like they know they have some power. They know Levar Ball is 
profoundly annoying to them. And maybe it's a case of where we're, they're thinking, okay, we just want this guy to shut up. What can we do? You know, how, like, what can we do to kind of get him out of the news? Because the question is, like, he is a newsworthy guy. Like, he's a father of the point guard. Like, he is a person who talks to Magic Johnson, who is in charge of the franchise. Like, he is a relevant figure to the Lakers, for better and, I mean, for worse. But, um, like, I don't know if they're trying to just sort of make it that ESPN are like, all right, maybe we'll cool off. And they're like, they sent a reporter to Lithuania to follow this team. Like, what? For a second. He's because he's interesting. He gets clicks. Nobody is thinking that what he says is real. He's just entertaining, and he's an idiot. I like. I'm surprised that like they decided to do this. Like I think Rick Carlisle way like to paint what was a pretty insubstantial article, a pretty minor like short thing with some dumb quotes in it to get that bent out of shape did not reflect well on him or the NBA situation. But that's the problem. ESPN have a deal with the NBA, which means they allow themselves, they put themselves in a position where the NBA can try to exert power over them. And when a guy is this annoying, can you really blame the NBA coaches for trying to use that power? All right, behind the scenes. Call up Jeff Goodman. Call up your people. You don't need to make a whole profound statement. You know, I just... I call a press conference, the whole thing. Rick Carlisle, like if you were minorly entertaining when you spoke, then, then we would talk to you. But you put everyone to sleep. And nobody is taking LeVar Ball seriously. We're all watching in amusement and amazement and bewilderment that he's that But it, he's doing. it doesn't help the Lakers, though. Like, sure. This doesn't help but Lonzo. Luke, Luke Walton said he wasn't bothered by it at all. He's just worried about Lonzo. And Lonzo's saying, hey, look. My I dad. think Luke Walton's a liar. So you think Luke? Okay. I think him and LeBron James are just as bad as each other. Okay, I think Luke Wall doesn't care what Levar Ball says. I think it's a pain in the ass. I think he'd rather he wasn't there. He's got to deal with his son every day. You think that isn't annoying? Okay, that part I would agree, but but I don't think I don't think he's like, oh my God, I'm is he right? I'm losing the team. No, I don't think that. But he's still rather he shut up than doesn't shut up. Of course, of course. And, like, ESPN, along with every other, you know, news sports media outlet, including fan-sided, you know, we know that LeVar Ball is money. People want to see what he says. People care about, you know, for whatever reason, they want to see the clown perform. And what's wrong with that? Nothing, really. But if I was an NBA coach who had leverage over a major media organization to tell them to stop doing something, you know, maybe I'd just do it. Rick Carlisle doesn't care if he's, like, corrupting the press or whatever. That's not his problem. Again, and then on that level, if I'm Luke Walden and I really was bothered by it, I'd call him up. Hey, man, do you uh, – and, and that's the other thing. What do the Lakers do to if – you, if, if you believe everything you just said – I what, think that they, like, well, invent some sort of elaborate Guinness World Record for, like, I mean, most ballerist man and send him on some, like, round-the-world trip on a boat. Well, you could. And then by the time he comes back, Lonzo might be a good basketball player. I mean, should they bail on Le- should they bail on Lonzo? That's really the question. No, they shouldn't. I don't think so. Lonzo's got huge upside. I think he could still turn out to be good. I mean, he's he's got a shot, but it I, it's no guarantee. And if he's if he's more of a pain in the ass than he's worth, at some point you might want to move on. All right, let's move on. I, this is my favorite story of the day, and I think, it's, I think this is an unfair competitive advantage when it comes to the Olympics, which is coming up in less than 30 days. Uh, their names are Madison Chuck and Evan Bates. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, they're a figure skating tandem. Madison and Evan. You big figure skating fan? No. 
Have you ever watched figure skating? I have. I okay. know more than zero things. Okay, I'm familiar great. with the concept. There's well, okay. ice, there's skates. Right. People and, jump and spin and stuff. And, it's a whole thing. And it's a whole romantic thing going on out there, right? They hold them up. They spin them around. There's a, they're, they're, there's a chemistry that they're trying to portray to the judges, all of that, right? You want to sell that you're together, that you're in a partnership, that there's a connection, all of it, right? That's part of the deal. I mean, you got to do all the moves and all the fancy stuff. I'm not a figure skating expert, which might show. No, you're not. But, wow. but there is a certain something that you're trying to exude to win over the judges, right? You know, if, that, I th if I was a professional figure skater, I would be very offended by that statement. Really? Yeah. To suggest that what they're doing is not just elite level athletic competition, which is what it is, and well, to suggest that it's about well, like well, two well, people like having some emotional connection with one another. Well, like before you go any before you go any further, then let me let me read you what Madison Shock and Evan Bates say about the fact that they have developed a chemistry on the ice after years of dancing together, but that's not what makes their dances so intimate. Chalk and Bates are also a couple when they step off the ice. And this is what Chalk had to say about it. I think, quote, I think now more than ever, I think now more than, than every, I think now more than every, we just absolutely love what we do because we love each other. We're able to share our love for each other and our passion for skating. And he says, and he quotes, I think it absolutely makes things better. Our emotional connection is deeper than ever. And they skate to imagine John Lennon, ima right? You want to sing it? No. Nope. It's nope. a great, great Stop. one. And so what he, he thinks the fact that they're in love and that they're a couple is one of the reasons why they have a great chance to take home the gold. And I would submit to you, Jake Valerius, that this is, an, is a borderline illegal advantage, that they are so together and so intimate that they have a connection that none of the other pairs have, and they're almost operating on another playing field. Trouble in figure skating, I'm bringing it to the table, major controversy. If that were true, there would be more couple figure skaters, and there would be a direct correlation between figure skaters who are in relationships and figure skaters who win gold medals. Now, I know nothing about who has won figure skating medals, but I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet good money that if we actually checked, almost none of them would be couples. Let me ask you another question, if I may. Let's just say, for argument's sake, you were a figure skater, <laughs> and you had— Okay, and you, I can imagine it. And you had your partner— do you think you'd be professional enough just to ha to be able to separate that relationship? You're 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 work you're 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 together That's all the time. That's even more offensive than the first thing you said. I th I, They're I, professional athletes. So. So yes, they can work together without like I'm, falling in love necessarily. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, Fred, out right now, I would fall in love. Yeah, you, you've uh, got uh, like uh, serious uh, emotional <laughs> instability problems. That like this what? is a separate argument. <laughs> That is, <laughs> See? that is that is what that is way below the belt and, and, and unfortunate. Hey, you started it, man. There's, I'm speaking to a <laughs> to a real life 
situation. How do you think Chalk and Bates got together? They probably Are, were, just were, were like, they, you know, were liked they, each other. Were Chalk and Bates, do you think they didn't develop this love while they were working out together? They have common interests, doing things together. How do you think, why do you, you covet what you see. Why is that so, <laughs> why is you that? You covet you what do. you see. You do. How many times do people get into to a work relationship? You're all? making me uncomfortable at work. Well, no. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, that's, that's on you. This is, is it? I think it is. I, very much so. All right. Last one. That was a very, very solid moment <laughs> in, on the mark this week. Uh, last one. It's a lesson for you. It's called Stick to the Lie. At the end of every show, I'm going to try to – and by the way, we're debuting a new segment next week. People, bated breath. The List is coming out next the list. week. Right. But today – we're going to we, we're going to try to give a lesson at the end of the show. The lesson here is stick to the lie. Okay. Do you lie? Every day just like LeBron James. There you go. Okay, so here we go. thank you for admitting that you're also a liar. Um I we all we all have to bend the truth every now and then. A Japanese kayaker. Okay, you've got me. Okay, he was banned for from competition for 8 years. His name is Yasuhiro Suzuki. Okay. He drugged his key rival at the at last year's national championship. Oh no! He don't do that. Yes, don't do that. He spiked the drink of rival Seiji Kamatsu with an with an anabolic steroid. He poured steroids into his drink, and then Kamatsu tested positive by the uh, you know the by the Japan Anti Doping Agency. The that Jap- is devious. The Japan Canoe Federation <laughs> began. Canoes. Can you believe that that exists? The <laughs> Japan Canoe Federation. I want to be on that federation. Began investigating after Kamatsu tested positive but denied ever taking drugs. They apparently believe Kamatsu. And they traced it all the way to Suzuki, who then admitted it and now is suspended for eight years. No one has got video of Suzuki with the doping. This is no Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, how did he do it? How did he, how did he spike the drink? I, like, he's r- like, oh, what's that? And it's like, bang. Right. Just dripped it in there? Or the was inc- it like more? The incident is Japan's first case of an athlete failing a doping test because of deliberate contamination. Here's the thing, Kamatsu. If you're going to deliberately contaminate, you, I mean, Suzuki, if Suzuki's going to deliberately contaminate, you take it to your grave, man. You don't tell anyone you did that. There's you don't go and you don't you don't own up to that. There's no video. There's no proof. Come on, man. Stick You're to a the, bad man. Stick to the lie. Stick to the lie. Stick to the lie. Your your policy on lying is remarkably changeable, depending on who's involved. Uh, how so? Well, you know, not 30 minutes ago, you told me about how LeBron James is despicable for telling everybody he didn't care about a plus minus. I, right. In that scenario, you tell the truth. There's no, there's no harm. Oh, but this scenario, you stick to the lie. If you're, if you're going to go pour anabolic steroids. How about as a policy, it it's is like, don't spike your opponent's it's, drinks it's, it's, with drugs it's, that are illegal. It's like this. It's like this. You, you, you cheat on your wife. What? And then you're overcome with guilt at some point, and then you tell her and you ruin her life. If you cheated on the on your wife, you hold it and you keep it, and you live with the guilt. You don't ruin her life afterwards. Kamatsu should have stepped. <laughs> y- y- Kamatsu, you has, are bad at analogies, Carm. I, I don't think I am. How do you not see where this is going? What, what? Don't cheat on your wife. One, two. Yes, of course. And don't don't pour anabolic steroids at Suzuki into Kamatsu. But, but once it, you but, do, as but, soon as you do a bad thing, just. Two, two, two wrongs. You can't redeem I'm not, yourself. I'm not redemption tr- is no, beyond. No, there's no redemption. 
There's no redemption here. You're, you're, for, you're poisoned for life. You, you poured anabolic steroids in someone's drink. There's no, oh, I understand. That's well, a- I mean, he did, and now the other guy's competing again. Wouldn't that make you feel a little better? It's only canoes, uh, listen, you know? The, oh, the other guy, I guess that's, that's, a, you that's, did, that's you, a fair you point. You helped that's the a, other guy. That's a fair point. You may feel better. It's at, almost like you didn't think this through at all. No, I completely thought it through. It's a good point, then, but I don't think it's Suzuki walking around right now thinking, oh, thank God, Komatsu's back out there competing. You think well, that, I mean, yeah, maybe. He may take some solace in the fact he did something wrong. He acknowledged, acknowledged his mistake, and he made it right. Is that not like just ethics 101? People make mistakes, but everyone deserves a shot of redemption. Stick to the lie. Stick to the lie. Wow, you're disturbing me, man. No, let's see. I'm upset. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm, Is it? <laughs> I mean, it's not okay for me. I can't, I can't solve it. It's the way it is. You're doing a podcast with somebody who would recommend a Komatsu yeah, and to Suzuki to, to stick to the lie after like you pour this. anabolic steroids. That's the way it is, man. Anyway. All right. The Japan Canoe Federation is where it's at. That's we, the real takeaway how, from this. How do we get on the Japan Canoe Federation? <laughs> I, I think we got to start canoeing to begin with. <laughs> I love canoeing. We'll take it from a, there. I do a great J stroke and a good C, a good circle. I did not know that those were things. Do you know how to swamp a canoe? I know what a canoe is, have you and ever, I know what an oar is. Have you ever swamped a canoe? You, no, that sounds uncomfortable. You, you rock it, you rock it, you rock it, then you flip it, and then underneath, you there's a there's, oh, a there's an air whole pocket of air. Yeah. And then, like, if you went to Camp Nabagamon, once you're in that pocket of air, <laughs> you you would learn you would tell a dirty joke. That's there. what Orlando Bloom and uh, the other guy did, Pirates of the Caribbean, episode one. Is that right? Never That's saw very that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good it was, movie. It was it was great to be with you today. I think we covered a lot. I was made to be uncomfortable. And I hope that it's better next week. It was very uncomfortable for me. Too. This is the first time we've done it like, <laughs> with everybody around. I feel way more, way, way more vulnerable. I would have rather but done my Kamatsu Suzuki I was take made, in a closet. But it's mainly out there. my discomfort was like caused by you. Yeah, I not know. Not so no, much I, the other people, but I get it. That's what we do every Wednesday at noon on iTunes. Please subscribe. Say you love it. Five star rating. Love you. And uh, great. Thank you for watching today. Facebook Live. Jake Valerius, Mark Herman. We'll see you next week. That sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.